Hello, and welcome back to the United MEC Leading Edge podcast series. I'm the United MEC spokesman, Captain James Belton. Today, we're lucky enough to be talking with our pilot-to-pilot committee chairman, Captain Lance Hubacher. We often call this committee the P2P team, and we will be discussing the dissemination of information on our negotiation progress. We're deploying P2P members throughout our system, and we understand that it is difficult in our profession to reach pilots as we are often, understandably, scattered about as a function of our schedules. Lance, what exactly does the Pilot-to-Pilot Committee do, and uh, how many volunteers do we have? Thanks for having me here, Jim. The Pilot-to-Pilot Committee of 60 members was commissioned to meet regularly with the Master Chairman and others in order to coalesce the information and details of the direction of the MEC particularly regarding contract negotiations. We act as ambassadors to the MEC. Okay, so these committee members are regular line pilots who volunteer their time to listen to updates from the master chairman. So how often do these updates occur? Roughly once a month, Todd Insler, the MEC chair, meets with the P2P committee in Rosemont and volunteers around the system listen in via conference call. In addition to briefing them on the current status of negotiations, there is an exchange of questions and answers to ensure they are well-versed on any other information the MEC is able to disseminate without impacting our ability to bargain effectively at the table. Lance, can you tell us a little bit more about where and when you are deploying P2P members? For this round of deployments, we will be hitting several hotels, both internationally and domestically. Honolulu and London are first on our deployment list. I imagine you didn't have much trouble finding volunteers for those destinations. Well, Jim, there may have been a few raised eyebrows concerning those layover stations, but the fact of the matter is we chose those stations as they are two of the layovers with the highest concentration of pilots in one spot at any given time. Honolulu in particular has a good mix of narrow and wide-body crews, and most trips have long layovers. London typically has crews from multiple domiciles and often more than one flight from each. We will be visiting other locations as well, but we wanted to start with the highest-volume hotels. Okay, understandable. So volunteers will be in an array of layover stations. But why layovers? Wouldn't we get better interaction at operations? We have deployed to operations in the past, but part of the challenge in those locations is that pilots are usually busy with the important task of flight planning and pre-flight duties. We may only catch a pilot for a minute or two. This doesn't allow for detailed discussions. Lance, I also understand that it may be difficult to reach pilots in ops because they don't show up to ops. As pre-flight habit patterns have changed over time, they flight plan in alternate locations. Absolutely, Jim. Take Newark, for instance. Pilots do not congregate in the CPO operations office space as there are flight planning rooms in the different terminal wings. Wide-body pilots have different exposure to P2P pilots than do narrow-body crews. It is for these reasons that we have chosen to add layover deployments into the mix. What makes hotels for P2P sit-downs better? We find that the layover environment is a more relaxed atmosphere where we can provide in-depth details to pilots' questions. That is, after all, what we are trying to achieve at this time. Deploying to operations works well earlier in the negotiations process. Okay, Lance, say I'm a pilot and I just got to my hotel. How will I know anything about P2P engagements at my layover? When crews arrive at the hotel and check in, they will be given information about where and when volunteers will be in place. P2P pilots will be wearing red shirts with the ALPA P2P logo. Deployment details will differ slightly in each hotel as we may have a meeting room available with refreshments in some hotels and not in others. The bottom line is that our volunteers will be there for pilots to ask questions and exchange concerns. 
Lance, that certainly makes sense. We deploy where pilots are. I get that. So where are we? It seems as though more and more pilots are wondering about picketing and being more vocal. Negotiations are still moving along. We are not at an impasse. Maybe the pace isn't to the liking of pilots, but negotiations are progressing and management is still meeting with us. It is not unusual that talks become tougher when we discuss more significant issues, such as scope. Yes, I understand Delta Management got the National Mediation Board involved in their negotiations. They invited mediation. How come we don't want to do this? Mediation can often slow down the whole process. Delta Management asked for mediation for a reason. We hope to avoid mediation, and it's important to understand that we are not at an impasse. We are actively negotiating and making progress. Should we as a group become more vocal? Well, if by that you mean engage your reps and P2P volunteers, absolutely. Ask questions and be informed. What we cannot do is use divisive language or suggest any actions that would cause harm to individuals or the pilot group. For now, the best thing the line pilots can do is to stay informed. As a comm guy, I couldn't agree more about staying informed. We encourage reading of our comms all the time, but you employ a more personal approach with your committee. Would you mind if we engage in a little example of the back and forth a P2P volunteer can offer? Absolutely. We can engage in some questions and answers, but before we start, I want to let our listeners know that the P2P team are charged with passing along information on negotiations as best we can, but we are not contract experts. Our charge is not answering specific contract questions, nor where to find things in the contract. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. Lance, uh, can you give us a peek at what's happening with the scope discussions? We know scope is vital to our pilots, and the MEC will not accept an agreement that disadvantages or harms the pilot group in any way. That being said, what we're working on is very complex. We intend to create stronger career protections for United Pilots going forward. Protections from new hire to retire is the goal. Okay, one more. Scope is not just RJs or regional jets, but it's also joint ventures. And they're a huge part of this. Can you explain that a little? Okay, but because of the complexity, this is the type of conversation that is best in person. RJs are easy for pilots to wrap their heads around, but joint ventures are a different game. We look to compare ourselves to Delta when it comes to joint ventures. Due to the fact that Delta outsources a great deal of their international flying, they currently have about 20 777s compared to our 100 777s. We want to strengthen our scope language so that we not only protect 737 flying, but also don't want to lose wide-body flying. Scope is a hot-button issue, and we understand it will require detailed explanation when we get an agreement. But what about other contract improvements? We are, of course, looking for marked improvements in many areas. In an MEC update or podcast, it is difficult to encapsulate every aspect of contract negotiations. But rest assured, when our members approach our deployed volunteers, they will provide an in-depth overview of what our negotiating committee and MEC are working on. Lance, it certainly seems to me that the pilots are getting their money's worth when it comes to pilot engagement with your committee. The goal here is to better inform our pilots about the process and agenda during Section 6 negotiations. Thank you so much for your work with the P2P team and for stopping by the studio today. Thank you, Jim, for having me and including P2P in the Leading Edge podcast series. Now is the time to get involved and stay informed. Lance, I couldn't have said that better myself. On behalf of the entire MEC, thank you for listening to the United Leading Edge podcast. I'm James Belton.